What's up, monkeys? You're listening to the Arm Day Podcast with your buddy Uncle Silverback. Today is Sunday. It's the 19th of February, 2012. Let's go ahead and jump in with the contact info. We'll get our housekeeping out of the way. Got a voicemail that I share with my other podcast, Firearms Cafe. So if you leave a message, just make sure that I know which podcast you want it played on. The voicemail is 206-745-APE1, 206-745-2731. If you'd like to send in an email and have me read it for you, or if you want to attach your own audio file to it, that's great, and I'll play it for you on the show. That email is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. All right, let's start things out with a little bit of a story here. Yesterday, my daughter and I went out and had kind of a daughter-daddy day. We gave mom a little bit of a break. And she and I went out to, uh, I guess you'd, it's not a park, but we would call it a green belt area. And for those of you guys that don't know what that is, is in the housing developments out here in Arizona, a lot of them have, you would almost call them little mini parks. Uh, so there'll, there'll be areas where there's trees and grass that they've planted in between uh, the houses. So, and they're usually, most of them are usually pretty good size, at least over here in our neighborhood. So what she and I did, as we went out, we did some practice camping. So we took the tent out, and we packed a little lunch and had a couple other things and uh, went out and had a had her help me set up the tent, let her pound in some steaks and things, and uh, we had a real good time. So, uh, you know, a lot of times we can't afford to, and I, when I say we, I just mean we in general, so uh, the listening audience included, we can't always afford to go away on long trips or things like that. But you can do little things. Uh, maybe with your kids or with your family to go out, even if it's just for a few hours. And what was nice about going out and doing our little camping thing is that, number one, it helped her sort of understand how to set up the tent and how to how to do things and what things need to be done. But it also uh, it was a it's a nice way to sort of inspect your tent if you've had them, you know, packed away for the season or something like that. You can uh, get out there. Plus, it keeps you in practice and things like that. So anyway, uh, that's enough for my little story. So let's move on with the show. Hey, Tony, this is John from Port Texas. I was just calling you a message. Uh, you were talking about the Kindle. And uh, I got a Kindle Touch. I got it for Christmas. And uh, anyway, on Facebook, there is a, a website or a fan page, whatever you want to call it. It's um, Pickle, Pixels and in Ink, I believe. Um, anyway, they have tons of free books. They they that are, they don't put them out, but they come out every day. And uh, I'm sorry, I remember, I'm trying I'm trying to find it, but it's Pixels and in Ink. And you can, if when you find friend them on Facebook and give them the email, they I mean I've gotten tons and tons of books. I mean they they give you free books and discounted books. Um, so I mean they might not have the genre you like or not, 
but it's worth looking at. Um, talk to you later. Bye. All right, John. Well, thanks for sending that in. I appreciate it and hope to hear from you again in the future. I went over to the website, which is called Pixel of Ink, and I've got a link to that on the show notes, which will be for show number 52. Uh, if you want to go over there, you can just click on that. Uh, it's kind of a, it's a pretty neat little site, and um, it's, it's a course that's nothing like going on the Amazon site and going into the Kindle store or going on to the library. But what's nice is they have... A bargain bin they have free kindle books and you can go over there and uh, they'll kind of have picked out a few and they have different categories so they'll have cookbooks and fiction and horror things like that which is nice uh, because i think in sometimes depending if you you know if you go to the library and search around and stuff like that they may not have things laid out what's nice is that they do have a horror section over here uh, so i would say you guys check that out and uh, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Hey, Tony. Brad from West Michigan. And then I had a couple questions for you uh, regarding your uh, review of the Kindle that you bought. Um, first of all, how good is it at displaying different size fonts? Can you enlarge it? It's a large font the text so that people with poor vision can read it easier and can you do that with all the books or do you have to does that only work with certain books um also does it read um can you put pdfs on there will it read pdf books and if so can you adjust the font on those as well i guess that's about uh oh and the battery life i've been told that it's quite uh quite good um have you experienced your experience with the battery life so far too thanks tony we'll talk to you soon bye all right. Well, thanks for sending that in, Brad. Glad to hear from you again. And continuing with sort of our Kindle-centric stuff or our ebook stuff, uh, my Kindle, the one that I have, will start with uh, the uh, the fonts. It's easy to change the fonts, and if somebody had a vision problem, they may, they maybe would be a person who normally in the past would have had to get their books through the um, uh, the larger print section just because they have a hard time reading. The, and I think all the Kindles are going to be the same. It's very easy to enlarge the font. Uh, it's just a, a few, you know, screen touches or button pushes, and and you can get it up to the size that you want. You can also space out how the lines look and everything. So, uh, if anybody had any vision problems, this would be an ideal device for them. Uh, as opposed to maybe a tablet, what's nice with the the way that the Kindle stuff works is your eyes. My eyes don't really get tired. Uh, and I've noticed sometimes like if I was on a tablet or using the, the uh, iPhone or something like that, sometimes you'll get a little bit of eye strain. Also, the, the uh, battery tends to last quite a bit longer. As far as the different formats, there was a review that Ken did when he was talking about the Caliber, uh, which is a bit of software that when he was talking about his Kindle thing, which is a bit of software that you can download. And what that does is it helps convert books. So... Uh, I'll give you an example. Now, the Kindle does have, you can read PDFs on there. However, the the way that the PDFs go on there, I didn't like. Um, there, There's a guy uh, over on the B-MovieCast, one of the co-hosts. Uh, and the B-MovieCast, I haven't talked about him in a while, but the B-MovieCast is a uh, another podcast where they talk about B-movies, of course, but... 
it's exploitation and basically any kind of oddball movies or anything that they want type deal. Well, anyway, one of the co-hosts there is a guy by the name of Nick Brown, and I'll put a link to his uh, his book that he has out, which is uh, called uh, I think it's called uh, is it Blood Curse. Um, but it's a werewolf for hire thing, and it's it's it sounds like it would be kind of silly, but it's actually pretty well written. Um, and I would and like I said, I'll put a link to his stuff over um, uh, over uh, over on the website at uh, at date dot com. Uh, but anyway, I had won a, pro- a contest over at the B Movie Cast, and I got sent a thing. And one of the things that Nick threw in was he threw in a copy on PDF format of his book, uh, Werewolf for Hire, uh, which was uh, Blood Curse, um, I think is the Blood Curse and Werewolf for Hire is the other thing. But anyway, um, would be the subtitle of it, I guess. I'm trying to think. I'm kind of rambling here a little bit. All right, okay, I'll shape up. So anyway, getting back to the thing of of the PDF. So he he had sent me a. Uh, a CD and it had the book on there in PDF format. Well, when I went to put it on the Kindle, which is pretty easy to do because the Kindle is set up to read the PDF format. It, it did it kind of like you would see on your computer. Although on the Kindle screen, it just didn't look really very good. And you would have to, in order to, to read that or to enlarge, enlarge the print size so you could kind of see it. It, it was just a very clunky interface. And so what I did is I used that caliber and I converted it to what's known as a Mobi file. And it's again, if, if once you set up caliber and I'll put a, again, I'll put a link to that on the website, to the caliber site. You can also go on YouTube and look at some videos of people doing stuff. But if you just go to that caliber website, he has a little tutorial where he talks about stuff and you'll you'll be able to see. So anyway, I was able to convert Nick's book from the PDF format into a Mobi format, which made it a lot easier to read on the Kindle. The way that it was set up on the Kindle in PDF format, it, it kind of made it unreadable. Uh, and I've also done that to a couple of other PDF things that I have, and I've converted those over to a Mobi file. And it just makes reading it so much easier and better. Uh, so it, even as far as being able to read other formats and things like that, you may have to do a little bit of conversion and then ship it over that way. But it's really not that big a deal. It's, it's actually once you do it a couple of times, it's very, very easy to do that. Now on to, I think you, Brad, you'd asked about uh, battery life. Now, I with mine... Again, I ended up getting the Kindle keyboard that has, and they've all got wireless built into them. I guess all the Kindles do. And this one also came with the the 3G thing, so I have the wireless on pretty much all the time. So I don't know if that tends to maybe shorten the battery life a little bit. What I've heard is that you should be able to get maybe three, sometimes four weeks with it, depending on how much you're using it. Right now, I'm I'm reading on there constantly, and I've got it on constantly. So I don't know if, because I've also got that Wi-Fi thing, if that maybe runs down the battery a little bit. Uh, I charged it up maybe last Sunday or so, I think it was, and I'm about down to half right now. So what that probably means for me is I would get about two weeks. Now, again, I don't know because uh, if... 
I bought mine used, and I talked about this on a previous show. I bought mine used, so I don't know maybe if the battery you know, isn't going to, you know, maybe two weeks is all I can get. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to let the battery run down to pretty much to where I need to charge it. Then I'm going to charge it up again, but this time I'm going to turn the, um, I'm going to turn the wireless off and keep it off and then kind of read it like I've been doing with it and see how long it, it goes. Um, now that's another thing that I don't know about, like once your battery goes kaput, how, you know, is it a relatively easy thing to change it out or, or what will I need to do? So I'll probably have, I'll, uh, I'll actually here in a little bit, go on YouTube and, and, uh, take a look, see, and see if, if it's easy to do the uh, battery effect. In fact, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and pause the show and I'll go ahead and see what I can find out right now. Well, I went and looked on there, and what I did was I found a uh, a video on YouTube where it shows them doing it, and it looks like it's a thing called like newpower dot ninety nine dot com or something like that. Anyway, I don't I don't really know anything about uh, that company or anything, uh, but you can at least you can, if you go over to the website, you can click on there and you can do that. And that was so I guess there is a replacement thing if your battery goes down. Uh, and that kind of brings up another thing, you know, a lot of times on these devices and things like that, they, you know, the, uh, Amazon or, you know, if you've got an iPhone, you know, Apple wants you to bring it back to them and pay, you know, 60, 70, $80 or whatever to get it replaced, to get the battery replaced on it. And a lot of times you can find stuff online and you can find little kits here and there where you can do it yourself for probably about half the cost. Uh, so don't be afraid to do that. You know, every, sometimes everybody's afraid of, of uh, you know, losing the warranty or this or that. And if it was still under warranty and they'd replace it for you for free, maybe I would do it that way. But for me, again, since I bought mine used, you know, I, I'm not going to, there's not really going to be a lot of warranty stuff that I would void out as a, you know, as a second, lack of a better term, as a secondhand user type thing. Um now, if the thing froze up or if the screen went bad, I would probably try and go through Amazon and see if I can get them to replace it or fix it for me uh, before I would try and you know do some of the things on my own. But if Amazon wasn't going to fix it or if the cost of fixing it was, you know, the cost, uh, you know, was almost the cost of buying another another used one or something, then I'd go ahead and, and try and fix it on my own type thing. All right. So, OK, Brad, thanks for sending that in. We appreciate it. Hope to hear from you again real soon. shows and I enjoy them both mentally, but today I'm calling for the arm date. Uh, recently I've been working on sort of strengthening my prepping supplies and in one area that I'm kind of weak is in mobility in terms of if I have to bug out, um, I don't really have any kind of good backpacks to sort of pack up some of my supplies and get out of town. I was thinking I probably need something small, like a good day pack that I could use for, you know, just day hikes, but also um, to keep ready to go that I could leave at a moment's notice. But also maybe something like a uh, like an internal frame pack that's a little bit larger capacity for a, a longer time if I have a little bit of time to get out and I need to pack up some food and water. So the reason I'm calling is to see if maybe you'd be willing to uh, 
share some thoughts you had, if you have any particular backpacks that uh, you've used and you would recommend, or maybe some of the other listeners uh, have some backpacks that they could offer up as well, um, first recommendations, or other brands to stay away from as well. So I would appreciate that. Um, feel free to use this on the air if you so choose. Thank you much for what you do. I appreciate it. I enjoy your shows, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Thanks for sending that in. Glad to hear from you and hope to uh, hear from you again soon. You know, that is one of those questions where it's kind of a tough one. Uh, you know, when we talk about prepping, a lot of times when we think about disaster hitting or, or you know, it kind of goes from one extreme to the other. A lot of people want to talk about the uh, end of the world as we know it type thing. Or, you know, they'll call it when the shit hits the fan type deal. Uh, and... Before we get into the backpack thing, you know, I can't think of a worse situation to be in to where you would actually have to leave your home, uh, be that, you know, a natural disaster or be that, uh, you know, there was a, a man-made disaster, meaning let's say you, you live you live somewhere near a railroad track and a, uh, a tanker full of, of chlorine or something the the train disrails and so then there's this huge chlorine gas cloud approaching you and you sort of have to get out and leave or you know there's a big storm coming depending on where you're at and you're going to have to go somewhere but you'll you know hopefully be back within two or three days and and things won't be so bad so again you'd have to look at well what is your backpack going to be for um, which one of those situations are you preparing for and is it something that you're going to have more at the house to where if you had to leave the house or it was going to be something maybe it's what they'll call a get home bag to where if you had it to where if you got stuck somewhere if you were traveling somewhere for work or if you were um, just even going just to and from work and your car got stuck or something like that or you got stuck somewhere um, what kind of stuff do you want to have with you Uh, but as far as backpacks for something like that so what we'll look at is you know, maybe that that three day pack. So you're gonna want something that's that's not too big, but yet not too small. Uh, if if you were looking at something like a like a smaller day pack, where you might have, you know, a couple of ways to make fire. You might have you know your flashlight and and uh, a few um, energy bar type things. You know that could go in there, uh, and you know a little bit of extra money. Um, something like the, uh, I think it's called the Camelback Mule, which I have, and I, I had bought this a few years ago and I really like it. It's an, it's actually an excellent day pack. Um, if you go on my YouTube channel, which is 525 Donuts, uh, there's a video that I did where I was, I just very, very briefly talked about the pack. Um, but also there's tons of other reviews if you just type in Camelback Mule. So as a small kind of day pack, it's it's really ideal in that it's got two uh it's it's got two outside pockets. The thing that I like about it the best is it has a uh a a place on the inside where you can put one of the camelback bladders or you could probably even use like a platypus or something else, you know, like that, but uh some of the other type of things that go in there. Um and you don't have to use a 100 ounce bladder, you could use a smaller one. Uh, but of course being out here in Arizona, 
a lot of my big concerns are are water centric. So if you had to, you know, if you were stuck somewhere in your car and you had that with you, and you had that hundred ounce bladder, uh, which is I think like a three liter. Uh, so you're just shy of a gallon. So if you had that, I mean, you could probably ration that out for a couple of days pretty easy, especially if it wasn't that hot. Uh, so if you were stuck somewhere and uh, you had to kind of wait it out a little bit. Uh, but it, like I said, it does have it does have those two external pockets. The bottom one has some of the molly or the pals webbing, whatever you want to call it. And you could attach another smaller pouch or something like that to it. Uh, what works really well on there is the canteen carriers and you can actually fit quite a bit of stuff in there or you can do other stuff. Uh, so that would be a nice kind of small one that you could kind of always have or keep with you in the car type thing. Uh, and then just the only thing with that, it might be kind of a pain in the butt to, if you're keeping water in there, uh, for, for that type of a thing is you'd need to change that out probably every couple of days or so, uh, just to keep it fresh and clean and all that stuff. Um, especially if you're leaving it in the car and it gets kind of hot and all that jazz. Uh, now, if you had one though that you wanted to to have as a as a thing to where you got to leave your home for two or three days, again, you're going to have to look at well, who's going to be with you? Is it just going to be you? Is it going to be you and your wife and your two or three kids? Or and then how old are your kids? Are they old enough to where they should have their own deal? And then that's another thing that you want to look at too is. You should have your own bag. Your wife should have her own bag or your significant other. Uh, and if you've got kids, they can have even something small like a little mule day pack. That would be a little day pack for you. Might be a real good one. Excuse me for a small kid. Uh, as far as recommendations, like I said, the um, I'm a big fan of that Camelback mule. I know if you go up into some of the bigger bags with the Camelback, some of those were, are going to be internal frame things. Um, there's also, uh, oh, what was it called? Who did it? Um, spec ops. I have one of their backpacks, which I got years ago off of eBay and I really like it. It's a bigger backpack. It does not, it does not have a frame either external or internal that comes with it. They make basically, it's kind of like a little stiffener thing that you can put in there that will kind of give you a little bit more support. Um, but it's not really, you wouldn't call that. Uh, you know, an internal, internal frame. Uh, I don't, so I don't really have a lot of experience with internal frames. Uh, I did, I did buy, and I, I don't, I think I talked about this maybe on a previous show, but I did buy a couple of Alice packs and I got a bunch of stuff with it when I bought it from the guy, uh, who happened to be out here locally. So I was actually able to save on, uh, shipping by going out there and picking it up. And I, while I was there, I picked up a couple other things. So, Anyway, um, I'm a big fan of those Alice packs. The the thing about that, even the medium pack, it's a pretty good size pack. And the problem with if you go with one that's too big is if you're going to have to do a lot of walking. If it's going to be a thing where you're just going to pick this up, throw this in your car, and then drive away, size isn't really going to be much of an issue. And at that point, I wouldn't really think that having the an, an external or an internal frame or, or a, a pack that has no frame at all, I don't know that that would be that big of an issue. But if it's a deal where you're going to have to uh, to walk, again, you got to have to know sort of the terrain where you're at. 
um, or what area you're likely to be in when this happens. And you, you can never, you know, fully game the whole thing out, but you can say, okay, well, I live like for me, I can say I live in the Phoenix, Arizona area. So I know that I'm probably not going to need uh, a full parka suit in my, in my bug out bag type thing. So, uh, and as far as, you know, the contents, what you want to put in it, you know, there's, there's tons of, of, uh, different things either on YouTube or other sites that talk about that uh, and other shows that talk about that kind of stuff as well. But, you know, you, you want to have your basics of, you need to have some way to make fire, some way to purify water, some way to, uh, give yourself illumination, and again, if this was going to be a three, just a, like a three day or a four day bag, or maybe even a week's bag, you know, you're you're going to want to have maybe a small little camping stove. Um, you'd want to have, you know, a way to basically you're going to want to have a way to purify water. You're going to have one a way to maybe uh, cook, especially if you're having to walk somewhere. Um, as far as shelter and things like that, you know, uh, again, we're, you, you can get way off and out into the weeds on all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if I'm really answering your questions. Um, but what I will say is I'll put it out there to our, to the other listeners in that if anybody has a, a backpack that they really like and that has served them well, uh, go ahead, call in or write into the show and let me know, and then I can put that out uh, here in a couple of weeks. So you guys will have a couple of weeks to uh, get some stuff together. Even Or even if you find links to some places on YouTube or things like that, and you thought, hey, this guy's got a pretty cool backpack, uh, we can put that stuff out. So uh, Now, a little bit of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. He had sent this request in maybe a couple of months ago, and I had intended it to do it a little earlier, and then I thought I had lost the actual, his his call, I thought I had lost his voicemail, but I had it in a different file. So I was look, I was doing a little bit of uh, cleaning up the other day on the computer, and I came across that, and I thought, oh, okay, good. So sorry it took me so long to get that uh, out. Uh, hopefully you're, you're still a listener, and uh, uh, hopefully hopefully we can maybe get you some uh, some input and some feedback on this stuff. It's time to whip out my pimp cane and beat some knowledge into your heads. So listen up, motherfuckers. All right, this is the time in the show when I like to talk about uh, things that I've been reading or or, uh, different things I like to recommend. And earlier I had mentioned B-MovieCast, and I have a link to that. Uh, Also uh, to Nick Brown, who does Werewolf for Hire, and... um, I was going to talk about some movies that I watched that I really liked. Uh, there was a movie called Driven, which is about a, a UFC guy. He's a fighter. He had been former world champion, and I think he fought in the uh, one of the lighter weight divisions. I think he was fighting in about the 145-pound class. And it's an interesting movie because it's about a guy. His name is uh, Jens Pulver. And, uh, again, the movie is called Driven. It's on Netflix, so if you've got that, you can stream it. Uh, and it's about, he had been champion before, had suffered some defeats, and then was trying to make a comeback. And, of course, at this point, he's older. And uh, when we say older, he's only 35, which really isn't old at all. But in that kind of a game, or any really type of professional sports, once you're out of your 20s, you're, you know, you're 
you're the exception rather than the rule if you're still sort of in the game. You know, if we look at football, basketball, baseball, uh, you know, there are not a lot of guys that are in their mid-30s or 40s that are still playing. Uh, you know, the stakes are just too high and, and uh, the toll that's taken out on their bodies, especially with fighting, uh, whether it's boxing or like the UFC, MMA type stuff, uh, is, is just, it takes a real toll on those guys. Uh, let's see, what other stuff have I been reading? I read a book called, um, which what was it called? My Bloody Life or something like that. It was about this guy who uh, was a gang member. He was in the Latin Kings, and it was sort of his story of how he grew up and how he became involved and with it and all that kind of stuff. It was an interesting book. Um, let's see, what other things? I watched... Uh, you know, I've been watching Sons of Anarchy, which is a good show. I like that show. Uh, it has some ups and downs with it, um, but I still like it. Another show that I've been watching is uh, Walking Dead, which I still like a lot. Uh, now I, there, there are lots of valid criticisms that you could say about that. Um, and they do a lot of kind of really dopey things that are done just for... Uh, like drama's sake, if you know what I mean. So it's like they're they're having their characters do stuff that I don't think that they would normally do or act in ways that I don't think that they would normally do. Now that's that's not to say that in these shows you couldn't have somebody occasionally doing stuff that's really stupid because people are in high stress situations and things like that. So, uh, but if any of you guys have any opinion on uh, Walking Dead, go ahead, write in or call in. Let me know. Uh, like I said, I enjoy it and. Uh, and I still like watching it. I don't know if it's going to be as if it's going to continue to be as good as it was. A lot of people with the last season had criticisms of it, saying that they were kind of they were it was the show was starting to stagnate a little bit. Uh, let's see. I watched a movie um, called The Man from Nowhere, which was a Korean movie and a typical kind of action movie. It was good. I really I enjoyed it. There was one really neat scene, and I hadn't seen this shot before. In this, in one part, the hero was having to run and jump out a window uh, to to make an escape. But what was really cool is a lot of times in those things, it'll show the guy he'll run, he'll jump through the window, um, and then it will cut, and then maybe show a shot of him coming out from the outside, and, and you know, and then another shot of him landing and getting up and running away. Well, what was really neat about this was when he starts running and he jumps through the window, the cameraman um, is probably about five steps behind him. And so as he jumps out, the cameraman is like right behind him and follows him with the camera. And it was just a really neat thing. So it felt like you were actually jumping out of the window and it was all one cut. So, you know, right as that guy hits, you hit and and you're going out the window, you see him hit the ground and the camera guy kind of hits the ground and you get the jolt of that. So... Uh, again, that was pretty neat, and that was a movie called uh, The Man from Nowhere. And again, uh, most of the movies I'll talk about are going to be on uh, Netflix. Uh, let's see, is there anything else? What else have I been reading? I've been starting to look at um, more for my own education type thing, uh, but I'm starting to look, and I've always kind of had questions about Buddhism and stuff like that. Uh, so I wanted to, and I, you know, some of that stuff you kind of think, you know, because you watch, you know, a show or you see a movie or something like that. And, 
but I've never really gotten into it. So I'm, I've been trying to go on uh, Amazon in the library and find some books on it and just sort of see what the philosophy is all about and all that kind of stuff. So more is just a uh, educational thing or a thing of interest for me. Uh, so if any of you guys have any recommendations for that, what would be good, uh, good, uh, good books on that subject? Um, let me give you one more book review, and this won't necessarily be a book recommendation or review, but it'll be a um, an author. Now this, and I'm, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, so I'm going to spell it first. It's his first. The author's first name is M A I N A K, last name. D H A R. So, Manik Dar Dahar. I don't know how you would pronounce it. Anyway, uh, he's got some ebooks on Kindle, and one of his is called Zombie Stan, which is about a zombie uprising, I guess, over in Afghanistan. He's got one that was real popular called Alice in Deadland. Um, he's got another one called uh, Heroes or Us. Um, and again, you can if you just type in that stuff in uh, over at uh, the Amazon at Amazon.com, you'll it'll he'll pop up, and you can either do it by the title, which will be Zombie Stan. And I'll, what I'll do is I'll put a link to I'll put his name over on the website, so you can click on that, and I'll link him to the Amazon page to where some of his books are. Uh, but anyway, uh, I was able to get some samples of them, and his stuff right now, they're all like 99 cents, so I'm actually going to buy some and uh, because I've read the samples and I really like them. I like the way that the guy, I just like the way that he writes. So, uh, well, I think I'm starting to maybe ramble on a little bit. So, uh, like I said, send in any comments or any uh, review, recommendation or reviews that you want to do or if you have questions about things. Always feel free to send them in. Even if I don't know anything about it, we can put stuff out there, and hopefully somebody else out there in the community will be able to uh, call in or write in and let us know uh, the information that we're looking for. Uh, all right, my monkeys, I will talk to you guys next time. Take care.
This guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it. Houdini!